Okay, here we go. Welcome to my Camino, day 35. Walking here on my treadmill in Galway, Ireland. Following BK Lee, who is on his day eight, between Logroño and Azofra. Okay. So, on this day, I went from Logroño to uh, Nahra, which is just before Azofra. Hoping to catch up with Julia from Roma, whom I had an encounter with, with whom I had an encounter. That's the right way of saying it. Apparently you should never end with a preposition, although I think they may have ditched that one. That kind of went along with the whole fish on Friday thing, it's all gone. But ideally don't end on a preposition, but we all do it. That's my tip of the day. With whom I met, Julia from Roma. Anyway, will I meet her between here and Nahara? Here's a big cross on the left, a big crucifix. Um, we're in a bit of shade here in uh, Spain, but the sky is nice and blue with, with a bit of cloud cover. It's actually, a bit of shade is actually nice. Worst thing is when you're out in the total exposed open with hard sun, you know, that's, that ain't good. So what am I going to talk about today? Having the foggiest I had to do today. This is a lunchtime one, couldn't have tight for time because I missed a couple of days again. I will be done by the end of this year, 2021. That's all I can say. If I did it every day, obviously I'd be done a lot sooner. Definitely when I don't do it before work, it just gets harder. Anyway, where were we? Oh yeah, I wonder did my ratings go up? I don't think they did. I did some X-rated or R-rated kind of material yesterday. On my previous what day, talked about an erotic dream, <laughs> vaguely erotic. Used a bit of explicit language. So uh, yeah, I'm just going for the lowest common denominator now, it looks like. Anyway, here we are. I thought I'd do a lot of walking over Easter weekend. It just seemed appropriate, but of course I didn't. The best laid plans of mice and men. I'm not sure what the mice have to do with it. Eddie Izzard has a whole routine about that. But uh, what's the other one? Um, the road to hell is paved with good intentions. Well, maybe that's what this podcast should be called then, The Road to Hell. So plenty of good intentions coming from my end. Okay, so we're walking along here. I'm walking here. I'm walking here. And you're expecting me to say something really profound and interesting, right? So let's have a look at my notes. Da -da. I had notes from my novel there, something about a dead pigeon. Uh, whatever that is to do with. Camino notes. Let's have a quick look at my journal from around this point in the journey. Where was I? Met Mark. I've done that. Dead lost. Meet St. Mark again. That's Mark from South, uh, not South Africa, New Zealand. Let's see. So, day before I met Paige and Nicolina on the way to Logronio as well as Giulia from Roma. Now, let's see. Oh yeah, walk to awful Nahra with Mark. Oh yeah, I've talked about this already. And we stayed with the guy, the hostel owner, who was really rude. He only gave us one key between us. One like front door key. No, one key. And, uh, Mark was asking, can I get a lower bunk? His English wasn't great, this guy. He said, no, my bed, no bugs. Bugs were a thing. You don't want bed bugs in the Camino. Uh, you see them less and less now. They have these special mattresses now with this rubber kind of, or they're just sealed and 
in a plastic or something that don't collect bed bugs. Um, where were we? What was this other thing? The, the owner of the hostel in Nahra. My restaurant, where is? And we're like, I don't know where your restaurant is. You should know, surely. Of course, what he meant to say was, I will show you presently where my restaurant is, which he proceeded to do. And uh, he was so rude, I just burst out laughing. I was, he was so rude, I was so tired. Hilarity ensued. Okay. Uh, now, let me see, anything else? No, I've covered up to here. Okay, okay. Gonna have to come up with something else to talk about. Let's have a look at my... Don't go anywhere, good stuff coming right now. Right now, any second now. Camino topics. Yeah, I've covered most of these, oh my God. 1066 was the worst. Yeah, I covered that before. Looks like I'm gonna cover it again. It's just all this, you know, people say, they said 2016 was the worst or something when a load of celebrities died. They didn't care about the millions of other people. Oh, that was the worst. Someone whose music I like died. Um, Bowie and Prince, right? Same year, was it? Whatever. Uh, Lord Lucan was officially declared dead in that year too, so that was bad for and the Lord Lucan fans. And uh, where else was I? So yeah, I just reckon back in the day, year of the Battle of Hastings, they must have said 1066 was the worst. And then in the Middle Ages, they were just saying, oh my God, it's all the worst. Everything is the worst. Life is the worst. Of course, the response to that is, anyone? Anyone? Compared to what? A line from a film about a female criminal who is executed in America. An old black and white film, I think. I th it was Barbara Stanwyck in it, I'm not sure. There's someone here in front of BK, but it's all in shade. And I've got my sad lamp on, so I don't know what I'm looking at. But anyway, yeah. The guy says to her, isn't life a crazy thing? And she goes, compared to what? Okay, we've overtaken someone. Repeat, we've overtaken. When can we know? Okay, I'm getting going again. Sun is shining outside. My book is flowing. I just had my character jump into the river Carib. Although, the bed he jumped into is actually the waterside in Wood Key, so... I need to look at that later this evening. Go in there and have a look. There's a big difference because that's still water that flows out to the lake. But I'm just trying to describe it. I don't know how. And I'm sure I could have him being pulled towards the weir, which would just suck him down. Danger, danger. No, he doesn't die. Oops. Spoiler alert. So, um, going to have some water here. I hope you're all keeping well. I should just become a DJ here and play music in between, play all the hits. James's golden oldies. Ah, we had a DJ in Ireland, Larry Gogan. Died only last year, I think. He's, Larry used to play all the golden oldies. I guess he was the oldest sort of well-known DJ in Ireland. Used to have the 60 second quiz. And uh, there's some legendary wrong answers given to that, some of which are apocryphal, I dare say. But if someone got like three right, you know, he'd never say, God, you're really thick, aren't you? He'd, he'd just say, Yeah, they were tough today, weren't they? I'd never go on that. Because any of those, they, yeah. That's not too hard, that one, but still. Look at the chase, that quiz show. I wouldn't do well on that. I'm not good under pressure. Don't have a broad range of general knowledge. I know, I know lots of little bits about lots of different things, but yeah, no, lots of holes in there too. 
and I'm not really obsessed with facts and dates and years. I know in history, when I did it, it was all about, you had to learn a lot of the years. I'm like, they're just numbers, man. <laughs> yeah, I was a hippie, you know. Hey man, they're just numbers, dude. <laughs> um, yeah, I just didn't want to study. I was interested in the Russian Revolution, all right, but then more from a dramatic point of view, like the Tsar and his family. That's one thing I find fascinating, the idea of them, their last days, and you can see pictures of them. And they were sent to Ekaterinburg, wasn't it? Anyone? Correct. And uh, just, I guess the kids I felt sorry for. Even, I mean, the whole family, you're born into that. You don't know anything different. I was talking to someone recently who was making the case that royalty gives stability. I think there certainly has been a case for that, that eh, the symbol of that, in the old days at least, kept the country together. Um, guess I kept the UK together up till now. Who knows where it's going to go now? But I don't know if it all goes. Like even in Europe, there's still royalty, but they just wear suits instead of, you know, robes and stuff. And uh, the Spanish guy just ripped off a load of money, I think. So not much different to a politician, I guess. I was, oh, okay, so I'll link it to the Camino, hey. And I just see a truck to my left, which reminds me, I was staying in, this is a good bit later in the Camino, met these Irish women, but around then, whenever that was. They were walking, they were doing the Camino in chunks. It's a good bit away from here anyway, but I um, was staying in a truck stop kind of place on the outskirts of some town. All the truckers were there and I was in the restaurant eating my meal. And it was around the time of all the protests in Barcelona. Remember they had a referendum that was declared illegal. That guy Puigdemont, or I can't pronounce his name, he fecked off to Brussels or something. I think they're, they're extraditing him now, aren't they? I think, anyone? And, uh, but I was sitting there, you know, and the king comes on the TV and like he's just wearing a suit. He might have had some chain around him or something, but it just wasn't like the whole British royalty thing at all. Like, you know, it came on in between game shows or something. They used to have awful game shows, and sort of uh, late afternoon, early evening TV. I guess daytime TV, the worst kind of TV. But they were watching the game shows, but then the king comes on making a speech and no one really looked up at all, except me, of course. I was, ooh, this is interesting, a cultural moment, what, what? But uh, I was just being a typical middle-class Irish twat. Is that explicit? I don't care anymore. I'm, I've gone AWOL, I've gone rogue. You know, I don't, I don't know what I'm gonna say anymore, you know? So, um, what else? Uh, the king. Oh yeah, so he came on and made a speech and no one cared, that was it. I remember once during the Queen's Jubilee, whatever that is, that's like some anniversary of her coronation, or a good few years ago anyway. Like in Ireland, that stuff means nothing to us, you know. But it was on and I was in a restaurant outside Nina in Tipperary. And um, just a carvery place, getting a meal. And, and uh, the Sky News was on in the background and they were talking about the Queen's Jubilee and they were reading out letters from, you know, people who are royal fans. And so the woman in, in, in the restaurant is serving me or taking my, I'm paying for my food. In the background on Sky News, 
Some, they're reading out a letter just saying, oh, I really love the Queen and I'm really happy about the Jubilee or whatever. And the woman taking my money, she just gave me my change. We didn't speak at all, I think, but she just caught my eye and raised her eyes to heaven. I mean, subtly as well, not, not a big gesture. <laughs> and I smiled and that was a real Irish moment. Um, it's moments like that I kind of... There are things I like about Ireland. I know I complain a lot too about uh, things I don't like, but that just makes me laugh, makes me smile. Um, I thought I had something I was going to talk about, and I doubt it was royalty. I don't think I could say that much about that. I did enjoy The Crown, though, only watched it recently. Um, <clears throat> guy ahead of me now. Hopefully we'll overtake him. Come on, BK. Okay, I'll up the speed. 4.6. Oh yeah, that's making a difference. We're catching up on him. So we're on a laneway beside a road. Oh, but now we're going uh, out closer to the road. And BK, hold on. We're crossing the road. This is, oh my God, this is really exciting. Yes, we're crossing the road. Oh my God. There's a sign about deer jumping, picture of a deer. So it's just saying, be careful, a deer might jump out and frighten you. Well, I presume it's aimed at the motorist. You might hit it and die. Buen Camino, we've overtaken him. Woo! See what happens when I put up the speed here? Just. It all takes off. It's like BK and I are on the same kind of, um, what's the word, vibe, same wavelength. That's the word, same wavelength. So, anywho, uh, I've been walking for just over, for just about 17 and a half minutes. And just gonna close my eyes, look for inspiration. See, if you're listening and you're bored, you're like, at least you know this is what it's like. I know, but you're thinking if you're walking the Camino, at least you've got your thoughts in your head, not mine, right? Mine just go all over the place. Um, what else is going on in my life? Writing is going well. I'm off Tinder. I'm still on Bumble. You know, I started using Tinder and Bumble just to, I just put up my podcast, uh, an advert for it on that, that, and got more matches, at least on Bumble from doing that. Just people asking, where is your, where can I find your podcast? So there you go. Should have tried that ages ago. <laughs> um, though I'm not getting huge numbers in the podcast. I know you, I've been telling you I've been getting millions. It's all a lie. I'm completely delusional. So there you go. Sorry to break it to you. If you're listening, you're probably the only person. Oh, one hour later. I thought I stopped the video by accident there. One hour later, okay, we're in a town somewhere. Walking through empty streets. There's so many empty streets in Spain. I just. No, I know there's some rundown towns, but then some of them look quite nice, but they seem empty. I guess it depends on the time of day, but this looks pretty quiet. Nice and shady, nice narrow streets with lots of shade. Nice paving. Passing locals, Buen Camino, hello. Hola. So, uh, yeah. I'm going down to 4.5 and I'm getting the fan on while I'm at it. Passing somebody else. Hola. Buen Camino. I can see a church steeple up to the right. BK won't go in, he never does. Bold boy. Okay. So, I always like the churches, just they're nice and cool. Um, a lot of Marian imagery in them. Some of the colour is a little tacky. 
in some of the churches, in my opinion. When Camino, I was reading something about um, someone, Irish person in East Berlin, East, yeah, I think it was in GDR, East Germany or somewhere. 80s style kind of kitsch, communist iconography reminded them exactly of 80s kitsch, Irish, Catholic iconography. Yeah, I know what they mean too. I hear you. Okay, I think there's a square to our left, trees, and a church to the right. Should be a fountain here. There's usually a fountain in these squares. Can't see one here. So, when can we know? There's other peregrinos standing around. Oh, someone is filling water, I think, yeah? From the fountain. Hard to see on this phone. Everything is in the shade as well. And I've got my sad lamp shining in my eyes. Should be up higher. Hey, I hope you're using this to get to sleep too, because I think it's about my best market. Going down to 4.4. Now we'll walk into deep shade. Oh. I wish I could feel the coolness of it here. Looks sunny out. I'm looking into my back garden, but don't know the snow on the way. I think there's a cool breeze the other days. Haven't been out yet today. So, uh, yeah, today's going to be a quiet one. Today's going to be a lullaby edition, special lullaby edition. Uh, so, um, oh my God, this is, oh, Navarrete to Nachara. Okay, Nachara is the next town. I presume he's not in it yet. This must be Navarrete. Um, definitely didn't have a great experience there, but it was also somewhat amusing. I don't know, just the guy in the hostel was rude. In fairness, I'm sure the peregrinos, the pilgrims can get annoying at times, but he was particularly like just not having any of it. Um, went to a chemist, I think they were rude. You see, you have two bad experiences in a town and then you go, oh my God, this place sucks, man. They weren't nice to me. <laughs> it's a little bit narcissistic, perhaps. Um, <clears throat> to use the word du jour, that word really took off. I mean, even before Trump, the kindness really started doing the rounds in a big way. Everybody has. I reckon most people have some degree of narcissism. Even the Dalai Lama. You heard her first. Uh, have some water. Oh, I feel like I was on the verge of an epiphany there. Oh yeah, I was just saying. Like I visited Bologna when I was interrailing, which by most accounts is a nice place. I presume that's where Bolognese comes from, Bolognese. When Camino, we've overtaken somebody. And uh, I just had a weird experience. I was sitting in some sort of supermarket mall, a rundown mall, and I'm pretty sure I saw a heroin deal go down beside me. Like, I'm questioning it now, but no, that, that's, that's what it looked like. And then also I was staying in a hostel in a kind of bucolic area, so it was... Ooh, look at me with the $10 words, eh? Bucolic, look it up. I'm not telling you what it means. But um, there was like, I guess it was a lot of hay or something. I had really bad hay fever, I was sneezing all night. And there was loud noise of crickets or something all night. Plus I'd seen a heroin deal go down. Plus, no, that wasn't the place. No, there was another hostel where there was prostitutes outside pulling me actually in and saying, come on, 
like just on the street, they were just kind of grabbing me and saying, come on, you want whatever. I can't remember the exact words, but I was, no, no, no. That wasn't, um, that wasn't uh, Bologna, I think. Maybe it was. I don't think so. No, no, that was um, the place up north. Uh, Milano, pretty sure, yeah. So obviously, we were in the dodgy part of town at that, that stage. Um, I was saying before, a lot of dodgy parts of town are near the train station, aren't they? They seem to be. So, anyway. God, I'm not even halfway through. I'm like, what am I going to talk about? Reading Knausch... Karl Ove Knauskord, I think you pronounce it. Knauskord. Uh, my Struggle Book 2, A Man in Love. Wow. Yeah, blown me away. Anyone who hasn't heard of it, it's just a series of books. This was, I think there's at least six of them, I think. Talking about his life, a memoir, but written in kind of minute detail which I guess some people might find boring. But I mean, there's bits where he goes into talking about kind of art or writing in a slightly academic way. Not overly, he's not a big fan of academia himself. No, just talking about it in depth and in an analytical way. He was talking about Dostoevsky there, saying that only teenagers read him now. I don't think Irish teenagers read him. I did read him when I was young, couldn't really. That, I mean, that, Crime and Punishment and The Outsider, same plot, basically, different takes on it. But all those big questions about morality, I mean, I, I couldn't have understood it back then. I'd like to revisit Dostoevsky. I've revisited The Outsider a few times. It's, it's an easier read, I guess. I, do, I love the writing style and the voice. As I've said before, totally free of opinion, which is the complete opposite of what I'm doing at the moment. So, it just shows you, you kind of think you'll do one thing and you do something totally different. It's so quiet here in Navarrete, or Navarrete, I don't know how to pronounce it. Navarrete. So quiet. Oh, I guess, of course, it could be siesta time. I keep forgetting about siestas. I wish we had siestas here. I don't care, if, even if it's freezing cold, just have a siesta. I'd like that. Maybe I should move to Spain. Or maybe I should. Have to learn a bit more than just cerveza, cervicio, zumo de naranja, por favor. La cuenta, is it, or la, cu la cuenta? Um, mas leche, por favor. Café con leche, mas leche, por favor. That's about it. I'm done, you know. Uh, Dondo is where, isn't it? I think. Oh, no, I'm bad. I should have picked up more than that. Bocadillo sandwich. Bocadillo jamón. Um, hang sandwich. Actually, that's all you need. And cerveza. Beer. I guess Irishman's Guide to Spain. All you need to say is Bocadillo, por favor. No, Bocadillo Jamón y Cuesta, por favor. I'm, I'm saying that wrong. But they'll know what you mean. I, you just have to point it anyway. That's a ham and cheese sandwich. And then cerveza, beer, and servicio, toilet. Think about it. And then somewhere to sleep. Albergue were the hostels we stayed in, Albergue. Also known as Refugio, Refugio, Refugio. You can stay in a hostel, which is like kind of small three-star hotel, I think. Pension, if you find them. Just a cheap room somewhere. But yeah, on the, the um, Camino 
stayed mainly in hostels. Oh, it was nice on a break to stay somewhere plush. When I met the Irish women, they were finishing somewhere. Was it Saria or before Saria? Anyway, that end of the Camino. And I, uh, I had booked into this crappy place. Oh, it was out in the part of town where all the car dealerships were. You know, that kind of place. And it's us. It's awful, and the room looked awful. Normally I'd be okay, but I knew these Irish women were staying in this beautiful hotel with the spa and everything, and I said, damn it, I'm staying there. So I just, I, I lost whatever I paid for the other place, but I stayed at the hotel, went to the spa, it was lovely. Met the Irish ladies at G&T's. It's nice to do that every so often, and then I continued on my own the next day. So, uh, yeah, I'm finding today tough, I have to say. There's something on the left here, someone's selling stuff. I, I can't really see the screen that well. And, uh, we're on the outskirts of, I guess, Navarrete. On the way to Nachara. I used to call it Nachara, but I think it's Nachara, which sounds worse, at least to Irish ears. Um, yeah, so. 32 minutes, let's see. Yeah, well. Uh, okay, I better look at my notes. I'll just have some water. Don't go anywhere, we'll be right back. Okay, so let's have a look at my notes. My God, and I've got like another 130 of these to go, or thereabouts. Kanauskurd, I might, or Kanauskurd, whatever, might talk a bit about. This book is all about him falling in love with Linda. Um, pretty strong. Yeah, pretty amazing. Just seeing if I have anything else to talk about. My truck driving career, but well, I've never had one. I like the idea, I wouldn't mind driving around Europe. My only thing is I don't want to load or unload, just driving. If anyone wants me, you know where to find me. Waiting for the princess and the unicorn, we've covered that already. Moscow, happy clappy atheists, I've covered it all. I'll talk more about Moscow sometime. Amazing experience in my life studying there, age 20, for a year at the crossover point between communism and capitalism. The Wild East, they call it. It was nuts. People were getting shot and killed all the time over, you know, territory, mafia wars and things. Okay, I'm making it sound maybe more dramatic, but there was a lot of that going on. It's a big city, so it's not like you've seen that all the time, but you come across it, you witness it, you hear shootouts sometimes. And uh, pretty crazy, amazing time in my life, though. To go to a city, it's like 13 million people or something at any given time. And when you come from a small country like Ireland, a small town like Galway, Okay, I'd lived in Dublin, but that's small, a million, right? And then you're in Moscow and you know nobody. It's so liberating. Suddenly, I had that experience when I lived in Vancouver too and I knew almost nobody. Moscow, I knew my friend Dennis and Peter went, I knew them from Galway and then made other Irish friends there and then other, obviously, friends from all over. But yeah, there were, that one's Shane. There were three I knew from before. See, we all went through this agent in Ireland, organizing. I told you the story about Peter getting kicked out of the uh, Irish embassy. We were invited for a special do for Irish people. We snuck in some Serbians. This was at the height of the Balkans War. And uh, we got royally drunk. Uh, Peter told the ambassador's wife he called her a motherfucker. Okay, explicit alert. 
I'll mark this as explicit. Relax. So, uh, yeah. But back to. I feel like I could almost. If I really talked about that formative period in my life, I could, that could fill the whole rest of this podcast. And yet, I feel closed off. I just feel nostalgia, nostalgia as they call it in Russia, around that period. And uh, yeah, it's bittersweet, that feeling. You know, that feeling of lost youth, which is only really, you only get those feelings, I guess, when you're not, when you're at a loose end. That's why people like to keep busy. But spend your whole life being busy and avoiding all those kind of feelings and you're kind of locking out the good and the bad all together you know so I think nostalgia is definitely sweet sorrow right sweet sorrow Shakespeare we call it great book by David Nichols by the same name his most recent publication I think I imagined my book was like one of his when I started writing it, but <laughs> once again, quite different. Well, this looks like a Roman road, if ever I saw one. It's parallel to the main road, but it's straight as anything. And, uh, well, I don't know, I'm not an expert. It's pretty straight to me. Oh, God. This is mind-numbingly boring, actually. No, I'm not talking about my podcast. You, out. You at the back of the class. I was talking about the road, the scenery. My podcast, fascinating. Fascinating. So anyway. Um, what can I say? We're still on lockdown here in Ireland, in the middle of the COVID-19 pandemic. Some people think it's fake news. Okay, good look at that. And uh, people are at the end of their tether. It's not a huge difference for me because I'd kind of isolated myself beforehand. <laughs> I was prepared. So, but um, what else? I really should have the mic closer. That's better. Um, yeah, today's a slow one. There's no two ways about that. Maybe the rest of them are, will be like this. Doesn't matter, nobody says. And if you are, get a life. <laughs> or maybe you're just trying to get to sleep. Na, 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 na. Da, 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 I had some thoughts yesterday about an observation to make around Tinder, Bumble, online dating, dating in general. I had been talking to a female friend about dick pics before and I can use the term now because I'm marking this as explicit she just she was saying from a female point of view that they're that they uh, they you know they lack aesthetic quality and I did think of a business idea setting up a sort of um, dick pic photography company you know with nice soft lighting and things and backdrops and maybe blue screens and whatever but it would have to be an emergency type thing, you know, like you'd need a siren and everything because you'd have to, if someone wants to take one, they usually want to take it quickly, don't they? <laughs> I sound like an expert, I'm not. But it's, it seems like an impulse thing, right? Impulse buy. So I reckon, but then of course, if you put on the siren and the flashing light and then it's written all over your, you know, van, dick pics, when you need them, 
What would the uh, what would their motto be? Slogan. I'll, we'll have a competition. Um, so anyway, Jimmy. I, hey, I'm Jimmy, the dick big guy. So, but yeah, you can't just put a like. Imagine you're passing the neighbor's house and you see the dick big van pull up with the siren, the lights flashing. That's not really, you know, three in the morning. I suspect that's peak dick pic time. I could be wrong. It's probably more like 11 p.m. actually. On a, especially right on a weekend. Yeah, yeah, that must be prime dick pic time. I'm going back to calling them DPs. I'm not comfortable with repeating that word over and over. So anyway, just past the guy, Buen Camino. So, uh, yeah, you'd need to be discreet. So I, I guess you put on the siren and the flashing light. I think the van has to be unmarked, you know? Then when you get close to the neighborhood, you turn off, you take the light off, you turn off the thing, and it's just a discreet looking van, white van. You're just like white van guy. And you sneak into the house in the back door. So, any takers, any uh, venture capitalists listening? Uh, you know where to find me. But I was also, let's get some water into me here. I was thinking about advice guys get for, you know, like pursuing women. I know even pursuing sounds aggressive, right, in modern parlance. Generally though, the guy, despite, here comes a tractor. Here comes a tractor. Okay. I like tractors. Yeah, regular listeners will know. Um, you know, it's just still, like faint heart, never won fair lady. That's what I learned when I was young. Which really sucked for me, because, you know, faint heart means like what, cowardly. If you're cowardly, you never get the fair lady. I was cowardly as anything. I was like, oh, oh, I can't go up to her. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. Better now. A bit late now, though. But, uh, what was I saying? What's my point? But, like, you do get mixed messages because they say, oh, yeah, faint heart never won fair lady. And, you know, the guy has to pursue women like the chase, all this stuff. And then you hear, oh, uh, no, but... Uh, What's the other one, you know? If you pursue her, she'll back down. If you back down, she'll pursue, she'll come back. It's phrased in different ways, but it's all contradictory. It's like, what do I do? <laughs> Honestly, I think you just, you have to put yourself out there. Generally speaking, it still seems to me the guy has to be, it varies, but in my ex limited experience, you have to be somewhat proactive. But you also have to kind of obviously know boundaries and when to back down. I personally, I think I've often backed down too early. <laughs> we'll never know. I could be living with my princess and her unicorn right now. Yeah. No, it really is, I suppose it's emotional intelligence, isn't it, knowing... Yeah, well, you should hear the story in in um, my struggle book two, A Man in Love. Possibly not the best example to go by, he was a heavy drinker in it, but he, and a writer, and just full of passion, but... I mean, he was married, but the marriage was kind of coming to an end. He was based in Norway, but he's at a writing conference or writing school thing in Sweden. He meets Linda, he's in love with her. But then she tells him, real matter of factly, no, I love your friend, not you. And she ends up going off with the friend, but then that night, he's completely pissed. And he smashes a mirror and scrapes his whole face all over with the with the glass. And, he wakes up the next day in pain, covered in blood, and everyone can see him, and he's humiliated. But years later, then, she goes off with this friend, but eventually they're both single. He ends up in Sweden, and they end up meeting up 
lots of times and it's all really slow and he's holding back and saying no this isn't right and or well he said he needs her to want him he completely not just to be second best I guess most of us that would be the ideal getting to the stage now I go oh, I'm second I'm third best I'm slim pickings I'm your like sloppy seconds okay <laughs> great <laughs> sloppy seconds oh I specialize in that <laughs> I'm like oh no you won't regret this uh, you said you were regretting it already no 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 I am the best sloppy seconds in town you, you wait till you see yeah <laughs> but um and then they kiss and he blacks out, he faints. I mean, wow. But at that whole chapter, that whole chunk, I'm listening to it as an audiobook, I know. Some of you will disagree, that's fine. So that was, and I don't know, was the book broken into segments, but that was a 58 minute segment on the audiobook. And it just built up slowly, slowly, slowly. Then he blacks out, wow. And this isn't fiction, you know? That's kind of romantic, or screwed up, or both, I guess. Certainly interesting to read or listen to. Yeah, I heard that. More interesting than my podcast. Kelly, out. Out of my class. Get a note from the headmaster. Detention. Detention after school. Okay. So where are we? Oh, yeah, well, I managed to knock a bit of time there. 13 minutes. So yeah, sloppy seconds. I guess that's maybe that turns out that's my theme for today. Uh, I'd be happy to be sloppy seconds, sloppy thirds. Now, to a princess we're talking here. Let's let's clarify things here a little. Princess with the unicorn. Who's kind of all out of options and she goes, okay, I give up. You'll do. Yes. So faint heart. Never one fair lady. Yeah. And then pursue her, and she backs away, back down, and she comes towards you. There's more poetic variants on that. Yeah, you're saying he's a writer, sure. I'm not, I guess, I'm not much of a writer when I'm up on the treadmill. But no, some good stuff flowing yesterday. I need to research the River Carib later. I have not jumping into it, but it's not. It's the bit beside it, which is actually the lake, which also becomes another river. But anyway, just researching that, I'm gonna have to go in there and look at it this evening just to get it clear in my head. A guy I went to school with drowned there. And another guy I knew from those days drowned out in the lake, way out. He was in a rowing boat with two other guys. And uh, I'm, not, I'm not sure what they're up to, but he was a great guy though. But he, um, boat went over. Two of them swam, I think, to the nearest island, which would be a small island, you know, uninhabited, tiny island. Or else they swam to land, but to mainland. I think they swam to an island and basically he drowned. Imagine they spent the whole night on the island knowing that. That's traumatic. Yeah. Diggers was the guy, that's what we called him. That was his nickname. And uh, I still think of him every so often, but I kind of, I smile when I think of him now. He was a nice guy. So, I'm not gonna, started thinking of other people who died there, I'm not gonna get into that. Every so often along the way on the Camino, I do think of people who died and um, kind of just take a moment to think about them. And if there is anyone listening who can take that moment, it's good to pay our respects just in our hearts. Lighting a candle is nice, but even just taking a time to remember them. I did meet a woman on the Camino who was carrying the ashes of her two sons. That was just outside Sari, or just on my second last day, very near, yeah, near Santiago de Compostela. 
And I met another woman at the airport then who had been carrying the ashes of, oh, her two sons as well. How strange, yeah, I think both of them had two sons, the American woman. Um, her sons were murdered in Texas. She's from California. I looked her up later and found that she was a Trump supporter at one stage, like one of the kind of out there ones. But she just had a brief presence on Twitter. I just thought, you know, I, couldn't, I can't judge her for anything. I mean, she's entitled to support whoever she wants anyway. But she seemed like one of those angry Trump supporters. But I, I, how do you react to something like that in your life? God knows. Oh, we're looking at a little statue here of, is it St. James, my namesake? I just can't see too well. The poems, Santiago is named after him, right? Santiago, Santiago. So we're on this road, narrow kind of path. We would call it a boring in Ireland, I suppose. It's a dirt path. It's all very flat here now. Not the landscape isn't too exciting. Oh, there is um, vineyards to the right, I think, isn't it? Pretty sure. There are vineyards. There is a vineyard to the right. There are vines to the right. That's where I was going with that. So, eight minutes to go, roughly. Let's get some water into me. Sloppy seconds. That's me. I think that would be a good dating site. I've just had another business idea. I have a lot of these. Sloppy Seconds dating site, where you're not looking for the one, and they're not looking for the one. You're looking for the two or the three. Sloppy Seconds. For people who've given up, that would be the sort of motto. For people who've given up, come to Sloppy Seconds. And uh, if you match with someone, you know, it doesn't go, congratulations, you man. It's like, yeah, okay, here's all we've got. Here's all you got, take it or leave it. Could actually work, you know. I reckon you could find a princess on there. Well, uh, I'll have to set it up, I guess, the website, the, the dating app. Sloppy seconds. Uh, I have nothing more to say about that. It speaks for itself. It does what it says on the can. Yeah. Sloppy seconds from when you just don't care anymore. People, you could imagine the pictures on it. Everyone's just wearing sweatpants. And, you know, just not making an effort at all. That yeah, could be quite liberating in a way. You've tried the best. Now, try the worst. Yeah, I need to work on those. I need I need some advertising copywriters to, to snazzy that up a bit. There's an old word for you, snazzy. Snazzy. Oh, yes, that's very snazzy. Yeah, that's uh, that's an oldie. Snazzy, swanky. There's another one. So, uh, I'm gonna go down to four kilometers. No, I'm gonna four two. Cause I'm just, yeah. Just couldn't be bothered anymore. I'm in sloppy seconds mode. So, uh, any interesting dreams? I had a dream I stole, well, borrowed, but stole really. This guy's motorbike, some guy out in Kinvara, and I was driving around, and then I was saying to people, oh, I don't know, does he notice it's missing yet, and maybe I could just drop it back. And then there was some whole drama about dropping it back and not finding out. It sounds, doesn't sound that stressful. It's pretty bloody stressful. Oh, man, I'm having all those kind of dreams. I just wake up, oh, thank God, I didn't steal anyone's motorbike. 
for the erotic dream I had the other night. Yeah. With the sexy ophthalmologist female. And it was all kind of above board, but then at the end, I don't know, she had half her clothes off and I was like, oh, what's going on here? And she said, oh, I'll see you next week. And I'm thinking, is, is this for an, you know, is this legit or is there something else going on? And then later I meet her husband. He said, oh, I'll be taking you next week. <laughs> yeah, it was like a bad sitcom that no one would buy. Yeah, like most of the sitcoms myself and colleague have tried to develop quite a few over the years. Got rejected by some of the finest in the business and some of the worst too. The sky gave us the best. Well, there was a guy there, Ben Boyer. I think he's American, actually. He used to be there. You can tell he actually read it. Our script, Comrades, set in a fictitious communist dystopia that an English guy ends up trapped in. It's kind of modern day, but they're still living in the past, and it's full of all those old Soviet tropes. There's a word for you, tropes. And, uh, yeah. Well, we thought it was funny. So he liked it, he said, but it was a farce, basically. Anyway, he said they didn't have a slot for it. Nobody else seemed to like it. I couldn't even get on. Yeah. No, we just didn't get anywhere with it. Oh, we had a few others. I think when you see things then that are produced by certain maybe more local people you apply to and you're like, really, they gave that money and not us? That's, that's the painful bit in a way. Well, it's not anymore. I'm out of the business. Everybody's relieved. <laughs> We're all winners. Win-win. I'm glad to be out there. I'm glad I'm out. But hey, let's celebrate. So, um, what, about three minutes to go? Good. Sloppy Seconds. This podcast is brought to you by Sloppy Seconds. For daters who've given up. Your prince or princess isn't out there, but maybe your Sloppy Seconds is out there. No, I definitely am going to have to hire some good advertising people. Doesn't seem to be my uh, my thing, my shtick, you know. Hey, I'm multi-talented, but every everyone has their limits, right? Uh, so, uh, looking forward to wrapping this up, and I'm sure I'm sure you are too. So it's just a quiet roadway, straight, not much going on. Bit of grass. A few trees. I think the vineyards are gone, are they? Or is that them to the left? <coughs> Who cares? I certainly don't. People up ahead, will we overtake? Well, it's just one person. Will we overtake them? I don't even care anymore. That's. Wow. So, and we're a pro. Oh, yeah, we're going to overtake them. Actually, I'm a little excited. Here we go. Here we go. Oh, we're talking Korean. And they're looking at something. What is it? I don't know. Okay, we're going right. We're turning right. So uh, let's see how we're doing time-wise. Yeah, a little under two minutes to go. Bear with me. You might as well. You've come this far. Like a guy I know who said he was back drink driving back in the day when it was more common. The he was stopped. 100 meters from his home. He said, where are you coming from? And he said, wherever, like 30 miles away. He said, well, you made it this far, you mustn't be too bad. Uh, it's not like that these days though. Yeah, that's vineyards to our left. So yeah, I'm just saying you made it this far. Hang in with me for the last minute. Sorry if you thought it was, there was something exciting coming up, but keep listening. You know, it's like a chat show. You never know who's next. I think the next, I have a feeling the next episode is going to blow your mind completely. So, um, got a minute to go. And, uh, oh yeah, I'm feeling good now because the end is in sight. So, uh, going back down to four kilometers an hour. Oh yeah, that's nice. That is nice. 
So anyway, thank you for walking alongside with me. Thank you for remembering those who have passed with me. And those who have passed on the Camino or just in this life that we all sort of share. And uh, see you tomorrow where I'll, when I'll be full of vim and vigor or something like that. Don't forget to look out for a sloppy seconds dating site. Coming to your, your phone soon. Okay, and uh, over and out. God bless and buen camino.